Welcome to the Color Resale Podcast, episode number 17, Create Your Perfect Home Workspace. Creating an office or studio, whatever it may be, that is productive, that feels good, that makes sense, that's logistically sound, and most important, uniquely you, will vary from person to person. But I found that asking myself these questions has really set me up for success and created a space that I love so much, and I hope it does the same for you. Let's jump right in. Hustle mentality is alive and well amongst boss babes, but so is burnout. What if we shifted our habits, found clarity, honed in our passion, and approached our work-life balance holistically? I'm your host, Coco, entrepreneur, mama, spicy food lover, and owner of Color Resale. Check in every week as I share questions and actionable steps so that our life and business can thrive. I've had the color resale studio set up in my home for coming on two years now, and it's gone through so many iterations. Every time my personal needs have changed, my business has expanded, my budget has transformed, so has my space. I attribute the success of the changes to these list of questions that I ask myself time and time again. I think they're really, really sound questions because they require some introspection, some creative thinking that will really transform and make it so that your space is exactly what you need it to be at the stage that you currently are at. Let's jump into these questions. Let's go through. And I'm going to try not to say transform again because I feel like I've said it like six times and we're only a minute or two in. Okay, let's jump into the first one. Number one is to consider your work needs. This is a really big first question that maybe has some subsections within it. The first thing that I think about are the actual logistics itself, and I move from big task to small task and um, big equipment to little equipment. If you're a freelance writer, for example, maybe you don't have that much equipment. Maybe all you'll really need is a computer, um, and even the computer, maybe it doesn't have to be a desktop, maybe it can be a laptop, and maybe you do like to write some things by hand, so maybe having a filing cabinet makes sense. And if that's what you need, then the filing cabinet would be the biggest. Um, Maybe a desk and a chair would also be really big things. So then... Um, When you consider those needs, you might be able or you could fit that setup in a lot of different spaces, right? But if you have something that's a lot larger, like if I had to move my space right now, I know that I need inventory um, shelving, which is massive. I just bought myself a lighting booth, which is huge too. I have rolling racks. I have desks. I have um, bookshelves. Um, I have like a packing station that's another shelving unit. I have a lot of big furniture and I need all of those and the way that I know I need all of those is I look through the tasks that I have and I realize that the big ones like for inventory i know i need my inventory system because shipping is one of the the big things in my in my business right now and the shipping station i like having it because again a lot of um selling um a lot of selling secondhand of fashion and home decor requires on the internet requires uh, shipping it to people that's how i make my money so it makes sense that i would create space for that in my workspace so that's 
that's number one is considering all those things like i said before it will look different depending on what your profession is what you need um, but i definitely for section number one would just keep it at what you need and not necessarily what you want in your workspace right so if you really want a little section for tea like you want a little snack section in your studio that's a great idea but I wouldn't include it in number one unless you maybe sell teas and <laughs> you need to have tea samples by you because that's part of your work um, then that would kind of go from being a want to being a need in my book at least for me number two it after you consider what your work needs are I would look at your budget and I would look at what you already have. Working with what you have is always going to be my suggestion when you're becoming, um, when you're transitioning, whether that be um, working for yourself or if the pandemic's made it so that you've had to work from home for the first time. I really think that um, being resourceful and working with, with what you already have is going to be uh, a really, really really good skill to cultivate. Examples of what that could look like. I, t I mentioned earlier that I have an inventory system. My inventory system used to be free boxes. I used to have this shelving system, but instead of buying like plastic tubs or bins or any type of um, it, it, any type of storage that I would have to purchase, I just went with free boxes. Every time I would order something online and a box would come, I would just use that to store stuff in. And uh, I used, the first rack I had was the rack from my bedroom. I just, I didn't buy a new one, I just used what I had. The really magical thing about using what you have, number one, is it, it saves you money. But most importantly, even if you do have money set up and you do have a robust budget for this, I would still recommend um, being resourceful using what you have because it will show you what you actually need and want. I think it's really easy to plan out this perfect Pinterest-worthy studio space and then once you get it, realize, ooh, I actually don't need that or I wish this... Um, I wish this desk was wider or narrower or I, I wish I had better lighting. So instead of buying a bunch of stuff and hoping that it will stick and work and um, yeah, work for you in your specific space, I think it's better to do it piece by piece and really put a lot of thought and intentionality behind it, making sure that it's what you need because that's the most beautiful thing about all of this is that you're creating a space that's for you, that's in your home. You have complete control over this space. Might as well make it exactly the way you want it. Um, and I love that uh, trifecta, that three-way where it's like you can have it I'm gonna butcher <laughs> I'm gonna butcher this I should have looked it up before I said this um, you can have it cheap you can have it fast or you can have it good and you can choose two of those I always love choosing the cheap and good option of those right I would much rather find the $200 
desk that I want and find it on Facebook Marketplace or some other secondhand or thrift it or whatever for $20. That gets me so excited. I'm a reseller. It's in my blood, right? (laughs) That makes sense that I would love to find things that are cheap, but I want that high quality. Like I want it to be the way that I want it. So it's for me, it's okay that it takes some time, right? I I know I could go out, buy it new and order it and have it delivered or go out and pick it up the next day. Or I could uh, treasure hunt for it or something similar um, to it. And it would just take a little longer. So I think that's something to really consider also. I guess that's a bonus tip in between is really thinking of that, that pyramid and, and considering what are the things that matter to you. Um, moving forward because it's definitely something to consider and it really works with your budget and if um you know money is if you want to throw a bunch of money at it it can come quick um yeah look at that triangle figure out what you want what you need okay let's move into number three which is comfort i think there's this misconception that uh, works at home workspaces shouldn't be too comfortable because you want to create this clear distinction between your relaxation home space and your productive workspace. I would argue that every space should be comfortable. I really think that people thrive in spaces that feel good, um, and I it's the same for workspaces, right? Um, Ways that you could make a space more comfortable is create some really wonderful lighting, whether that be um, bringing your workspace to a window, um, buying some extra lighting. Um, It could also be just like physical comfort, making sure that what you're sitting on is comfortable or maybe taking um, your desk and propping it up propping up your computer and things like that and creating a standing desk, really getting creative with what makes the space comfortable. Um, I I definitely think you're more productive in a comfortable space, one that you enjoy. when you're working from home, the the tricky part is that you do have other spaces available to you that are comfortable. You have your kitchen and your bedroom and your bathroom and, and these spaces that you um, probably love, right? And if you really don't like your space, then you will probably start (laughs) getting drawn to these other spaces like "Mm, maybe today I can just work from bed in my PJs and not go into the workspace why would I I don't like it as much or oh you know I've worked for 20 minutes let me go get a snack and then you're getting a snack every like 10 20 minutes Um, I think that it's really important to make your space comfortable make sure that you love it and you like it because then you're more likely to use it and that will only help your business Number four, question number four, is creating organizational systems. No matter what you're doing for work, organization is going to help you, especially if you're someone like me that has a lot in a really small space. Systems are really what's going to make or break it. I'm naturally a very... um, I don't want to... My husband always corrects me when I say this, but I'm a very... um, I always want to say I'm a messy person, but I'm not messy. I just, when I work, I, I'm like a tornado. I come through the office and like you can tell when I've worked. There's just things everywhere. The reason why that works for my space and for me is that cleanup is really quick. 
everything has its own spot. Everything um, has a place where it goes to rest at the end of the day. And the studio is meant to be in this fresh, organized state of being every morning. So um, it really gives me um, the opportunity to create <laughs> this like crazy mess throughout the day because I know that there are organizational systems at the end of the day to break it down so that um, my office goes back to its default setting of being organized and clean and welcoming and functional. So it's important to look at not only your space and how you're going to utilize your space, but also your workflow and your work styles. Maybe you're like me and you're really explosive when you work, or maybe you're very organized and the organizational systems only fortify um, your natural um, way of working. Okay, let's move into the next thing. Okay, this is a big thing. I transform. Oh, I said transformed you. <laughs> I probably have said it a million times. Um, maybe this podcast should turn into a drinking game, and every time I say the same word over and over again, we take a drink. Um, I, I, I think that would be horrible. <laughs> We'd be really drunk by the end of each episode. Okay, uh, the next one was why I changed up my studio completely, which is the view. I put my desk, my main workstation, right by a window thinking that I would have this view of trees and it would bring in a lot of light. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my desk is a little too low to look out the window and as far as lighting, it's not a south-facing window. It's actually the darkest corner of our house. So it doesn't bring in a lot of light and there is no view. So I was looking at a wall underneath the window and it wasn't that great. I set up a bulletin board with inspirational quotes and pictures and all these things and that really helped and that would be my recommendation if, if you can't have a view or maybe... Um, it, I don't know if this is vain or not. I love mirrors. I don't consider myself a super vain person, but I love mirrors. I think it really opens up the space. I like um, catching myself in mirrors and making eye contact as someone who works by themselves. It's it's nice to remember that like you are your own company and that like it's, it makes it feel more comfortable to me. I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird Coco thing, but um, if the mirror is an option, great. If a uh, creating beautiful, um, creating a beautiful view yourself, whether that be a plant, or as I mentioned before, a bulletin board, pictures of your family, something that is beautiful to look at works. What I recently just did is I changed the direction. I changed my whole studio top to bottom. That's what inspired this podcast episode. And one of the big things that I did is I changed the orientation of my desk so that it was actually facing into the room, which is the first time I've ever done it. I don't know if Feng Shui uh, it makes a lot of sense but what it is allowed me to do is now when I'm at my desk like right now I'm recording this podcast at my desk and now I'm able to look out into my studio and it reminds me of how beautiful this space is I can physically see um, the tasks that I need to do so it helps me stay really organized I've also been keeping it uh, a little less um, crazy during the day as I mentioned before I just create these huge messes throughout the day I've been doing that a lot less now 
And um, I think it has to do with loving this view that I have now. So definitely um, these, these sensory elements are usually something that we put in the backseat and we think that productivity should come first. But I am a strong believer that creating um, spaces that feel good, look good, um, make you happy are actually the things that are going to increase your productivity at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, the next one is, is, is important, especially if you live with other people, uh, especially if you're in a new transitional state of being, as if you're usually, as if you're usually, that's not what I <laughs> not what I meant to say. Um, if before the pandemic you were working in an office and now you're working at home and you have children that are figuring out um, school on their own, then privacy might become one of the most important pieces of your workspace. So maybe working at your dining room table, which is always what I recommend to someone who doesn't have space at all, I always say, is there a corner in one of your rooms that you can take? And if you're in a studio space or you don't have any kind of room at all then really gravitating towards your dining room table and maybe having uh, a chest or a tub or some sort of um like uh, a suitcase a whatever it may a basket that you can put all your work things in and then bring it to your dining room table and set up your workspace and then break it down and use it as a table is what I recommend to people I think that dining room tables are big and you can kind of transform them um, it makes a lot of sense to me the the bad thing about using your dining room table or communal spaces when you live with other people is a lack of privacy so that yeah brings me into the next next idea which is privacy now <laughs> um if you have a door available that's great that's a wonderful thing i have a door to my studio um my hubby and my baby forget that there's a door there and they just open it <laughs> open it freely so it doesn't really do much in my house but I know for other people I have friends that put signs on their door that says like meeting in progress or um they have a color um a color system when I worked at um a school we had office hours and we had this uh green yellow red system for the littles. I was an early childhood uh, educator. So having like meeting in session didn't work because a lot of them couldn't read yet. So having this color system worked really well, which is green. Welcome, come in. I'm ready for you. Say whatever you need. Yellow was like, you can come in, but like if it's important, please, you know, and red was like, it has to be dire for you to come in. I'm in a meeting. I really need to be focused or I'm doing really, really focused hard work right now please don't if you can wait 30 minutes to come in do it's it's red um so creating not only physical systems like having a door or um a, a kitty gate on the top of this stair whatever it may be um creating physical barriers is a good idea but also creating um like emotional like like um like a a work culture in your home that uh, you can put up signs or you can have clear communication um, create clear boundaries that's what I that's what I meant to say physical boundaries or also just like social boundaries with other people I don't know what I said why I said emotional before <laughs> nothing well whatever <laughs> moving on to the next thing which is um, 
oh wait so this isn't this isn't one of the points but i just thought of, it just popped into my head and i i want to touch on this really quick which is if you do a lot of zoom meetings making sure the backdrop makes sense um if you have a bunch of like dirty laundry in the back and you're in your bedroom and you have like a core using the corner of your bedroom as a studio as your little work studio your little work office space and the background is your unmade bed with laundry everywhere and your cat licking itself and just like a hot mess in the background maybe that's not the best background for your zoom meeting maybe having a space um like a blank wall behind you or a plan or something that's visually pleasing and somewhat neutral will make a lot of sense so um that's just like a, a, a quick caveat i i I don't have that on my list, but I think these days with what we're doing and how much just like video chatting is important and necessary for business these days, that's definitely something to consider. Okay, this is the last one, but the one that I'm most passionate about, and I don't think I've heard other people talk about it um, when they're talking about workspaces, and I wish they did, is having a designated junk space. We have a designated junk drawer, most of us do, in our home where we can just throw things in. I have that in my studio space also. I have this basket. And at the end of the day, I go, if I have time, say I finish work uh, half an hour earlier than I was anticipating and I don't have anything else left on my list of get-to-dos, then I go through the basket and I put things back in their homes. Um, and I do it once. It, that's for things that are easy, that have their designated spot. Say, for example, I went to the printer and I took some printer paper out just to sketch some ideas. And then I have this like loose printer paper. And I'm just like in this... Um, I, 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 I don't have the time to walk it back to the printer like in that moment I'll put it in the basket next to my desk I keep it so I keep it under my desk right next to I have this trash bin and then I have this basket where I just put things in quickly um, that way it's not cluttering up my desk it's not cluttering up like the space that I'm using in that moment and I can keep on because a lot of the time I build this up this momentum and I know if I was cleaning as I went I would lose the momentum or get distracted or end up cleaning my studio in the middle of the day so having this basket really helps and then what I do at the end of the week usually the end of the week is where all the really weird miscellaneous things are that don't have a home and it's perfect because once every weekend I do this deep clean of my studio space so I'll find new places for it or I'll um, get it out of my studio and into my home or I'll donate it or I'll just let go of it um, in some way or another hopefully responsibly right Okay, those were my ideas. Considering your workspace, um, working with what you have, creating a budget, making sure your space is comfortable, creating organizational systems, thinking of your view, really the aesthetics behind it. Um, the bonus was the Zoom background. Privacy, do you need a door? And then having a designated junk space. Um, 
I would love to hear if you have any additional goodies. If I forgot anything, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Color Resell. I would love to connect there. If you want to take a picture of this podcast episode and share it to your stories and tag me in it, that would mean the world. I literally do a happy dance every time I see it. It reminds me that there's people listening and I'm not just talking to this beautiful microphone in front of me. I hope that you're doing well. This week is uh, thanks U.S. Thanksgiving. I hope that you are um, taking some moments to be grateful for everything that we have. I know this year is very trying, and I know that a lot of us can't be with our loved ones this year as normal, but I do hope that your heart is grateful and that you and your loved ones are happy and healthy and well, and I'll see you next weekend. Have a good one. Bye. Mwah.